It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glass we come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week twice a week wherever you get your podcast plus also as well of course inside sports fantasy football and game game source of course as the legends are back indeed thank you for the kind words blue magic also of course a true legend himself ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check him out today when he's talking about as far as the Lakers and the upcoming NBA draft and a possible trade that might happen for the Lakers. They're talking about it all at LakersBall.com. Plus, as you see on his shirt right there, he owns a great company indeed. If you have a line in need of repair, a lawn in need of reimagining, you can do so today if you live in the Southern California area at Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Oh, look at that. Lifted Joe, my hero. There you go. I'm no one's hero there. I'm a zero, I guess. You're the hero. I'm a zero. That's okay. That's okay. My ego shot. PMC, what's up, guys? Great to have everyone here. Also, as well, want to mention that, of course, Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out the number one Lakers blogger, Laker Tom, who will be part of our coverage, which I'll talk about in just a sec, along with Jamie Sweet, a.k.a. Yami Swoot. Right there for you at Lakerholics.com. And also, again, if you need your last-minute NBA draft fix, not outside, of course, outside of the Los Angeles Lakers right here at the Lakers Fast Break, go ahead and check out the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Stone Hansen and the guys really been working hard. They produce non-stop content for days and days and days at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Also, our good friend, John McCallion, he has a great YouTube channel. Hoping he will stop by for our draft coverage as well. Go ahead and check him out today at the YouTube channel, John McCallion. And speaking of subscribing, and speaking of subscribing, indeed, go ahead and check us out today right there for you at Lakers Fast Break, wherever you get your podcasts, social media, everywhere. You can go ahead and like, follow, and subscribe. Please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. And like us wherever you see us, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, what have you. Because we've got a great plan for you tomorrow. Not only are we going to be on playback.tv with our great 
stuff that's going on at playback.tv slash fast break for the NBA draft. But we will be simulcasting all the fun right here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Kick, everything that we do and everywhere we're on with the Lakers fast break. So go ahead, check it out today. Trovo, can't forget Trovo as well. So please go ahead and check us out wherever you get your your podcasts and all that stuff for our great NBA draft coverage right here at the Lakers fast break. I'll tell you what, I will say right now that we truly appreciate everybody watching the best Lakers chat room that's out there that's right here at the Lakers fast break. It's getting kind of nervous right now because a earlier today it was announced that the Clippers, the Celtics and the Wizards are working on, or were working on a three team trade involving Kristaps Persingas uh, getting him to opt in for the final year in his contract and going ahead and maneuvering a deal where the Boston Celtics would get Christoph Porzingis and then the Clippers would be involved sending uh, Marcus Morris and some other assets to Washington. In return, Washington would get a whole bunch of assets and sending out, like I said, Porzingis to Boston. And then, of course, Boston would be sending Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers Kind of irks me that all of our hated rivals or most of our hated rivals were involved in this like with the team that the Lakers been trading so much with. But as of now, Nick Molina, Laker Nick, sent me a message on Twitter that the update is that the three-team deal has failed. The efforts to get everything together, Danilo Gallinari and other parts, that part has failed and that they have less than one hour to convince Porzingis to opt into the final year of his contract for a midnight deadline. I want to go ahead and stress that it's nothing has been decided as of yet. And if it does, it will probably not be a three team trade. It will just be between the Washington wizards and the Boston Celtics, but here today to talk about everything going on with that, plus everything that's leading up to the NBA draft and more rumors on the Lakers. Good man. Indeed. He is the guy behind simplace.com and also swell Lakersball.com. It is Joe Soro and Joe. Great to have you here, my friend. Uh, you know, really kind of sucked when I heard that news that our rivals are were trying to get better. I'm sure they are trying to get better. We don't know yet what's going on with Perzingis 100%, but as of now, when we start this show, Perzingis is still undecided on whether to opt in on his final year of his contract. Well, the Clippers, who continue to clip and have clipped their entire existence, clipped again in this scenario the original detail of the trade was Kristaps. <laughs> i always like saying that word or that name Kristaps porzingis would go to boston the clippers would get malcolm brogdon while the wizards would acquire the 30th overall pick in this year's draft amir coffee and the expiring contracts of Form or would have been former uh, Clipper Marcus Morris and then former Celtic Danilo Gallinari. So essentially the Wizards are stockpiling draft picks, getting rid of big contracts and taking on last season contracts. However, the Clippers, and I'm, I'm, I'm theorizing that maybe someone like Jerry West came in and said, maybe maybe Jerry was out when someone wanted to make that trade in the front office. And uh, but when, uh, Brogdon's injury status, that was right, the thing. Right, 
and maybe Jerry West coming from his from lunch going, what the hell just happened while I was at lunch? This is speculation, guys. It's not true. Just making making good story here. So Jerry probably comes in and goes, what? what? Who the hell made this trade? Absolutely not. And nicks the deal. Uh, as far as the deal continuing, at least for Porzingis to go to Boston, I still don't think that's going to happen. And we're going to probably be on air when we find out wh- uh, when that's official as well. I don't yeah. see how that trade happens between those two making the contract, making the money work. And I've already changed the title and, and description twice. I right. may have to do it again. Well, yeah. So, cause boss is going to have to give up more than what they gave, which I don't think that's going to happen. It might happen. They might be desperate enough to throw everything at Washington for Porzingis. And, you know, in terms of injury issues, Porzingis played his first season injury-free, and he still missed 17 games. So <laughs> I just – I thought that was hilarious. I I, I don't – I didn't pay attention to how many games he played this year. And when I heard how he had an injury-free season and found out he actually played 65 games, I thought that was kind of funny. I thought that was actually hilarious. So we're going to find out here in the next 51 minutes because Porzingis needs to make a decision on whether he's going to pick up his $36 million contract. And he has until midnight Eastern Standard Time, which is obviously on the West Coast, 9 p.m., which is in 51 minutes. So everybody in the chat right now laughing at Boston and the Clippers, the three-part has fallen off because of the injury concerns of Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon. But there is still a possibility that if Porzingis opts in within the next 50 minutes to the final year, $36 million on his contract, that they still may be able to trade him to Boston for whatever pieces that they want now, now that Clippers have been taken out of the picture, again, due to mostly concerns in regards to Malcolm Brogdon. So, Daniel, I know we're laughing at Boston right now, but don't, hold on to that after until about maybe 9.15 before we truly say that's concerned. But let's say, let's say, Joe, that Porzingis does go to Boston. It, I mean, we talked about his health issues, but he did have, despite missing the games, one of his best seasons, if not his best season overall, statistically for the Washington Wizards last year. Your thoughts on what he may do for a Boston team, which with Al Horford and Robert Williams, it's kind of backloaded on that that backcourt there, that front court there. Sure, and there's rumors of other things going on right now. I I, I think fireworks are going to be starting here unfortunately we might be off air when it does i think there's something's going to happen here between 9 and 12 throughout 9 and 12 Mm -hmm. before the draft tomorrow and then obviously tomorrow is going to play a big part in that as well we we are going to be on tomorrow uh in a simulcast between here and and playback so that we are front and center on everything uh there's a lot of uh no names that have popped up on social media saying certain things like healed and Turner to LA. Uh, a couple of them almost tricked me because one had mentioned that there was the Atlantic that had said it, which is a reputable 
uh, uh, source, turned out it was just BS at the end. Rumors. So, so and because if, if if that had been through the Atlantic, I would have probably done our little email chat thing and uh, sent it sent it a little highlight for for Tom Laker Tom because I know that would have made him very excited. Uh, I just I would I wouldn't mind the trade happening just to see what happens to Tom. I think Tom would end up jumping on his roof and doing flips off it. <laughs> rah, rah, beep, 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 you know, and cursing I, a storm. I'm yeah, sure. and he would he would definitely want want to do a, a couple shows on that. Come on, Rob. Come on, Rob. What are you doing, Rob? Yeah. And some of the early uh, offerings were seventeenth <laughs> pick, Mobamba, Beasley, Joe, and possibly, come on, you could do it. The the, the oh, I mean, like this. Even, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah there right. you go. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 getting kind of interesting here. I think we're gonna find out here in the next fifty. What is it now? It's forty eight minutes. Yeah. All right, we'll find out what's going what's gonna happen here uh, with uh, with uh, with the Celtics and the Wizards. Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards the deal's not gonna get done. I think because. Washington might not want to. I hope you're right, but don't say that to you know. You're, you're just. I'm just no. I'm just, I'm, I'm playing that as a as objective as I can. I don't see what how the numbers can work with just two teams. I think they're just trying to figure something out. Boston would have to give up probably something where it might create more of a lateral move at that point. This deal was perfect for Boston. Uh, the Clippers, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I don't know if that would have made a difference with Malcolm But Brogdon's a solid. When he's playing and he's healthy, well, the, the term is he's win. not going to shoot 50, 40, 90 every year like he did before, but he's going to give you some good stats and some steady play. Yeah, when, when, when he plays, that's when the problem. Plays. And if when wasn't a problem with him playing – uh, Boston might have had a little bit more maybe well, in this year's playoffs. Is that a better is that a better alternative Brogdon, you know, whatever his status is, than a 39-year-old CP3 or Russell Westbrook if you're the Clippers? Much better option, but not that much better. And there's only so much you can get for a Marcus Morris and a you know throw in, right? Uh I, I don't I don't. I don't believe there's anything the Clippers can do other than get Damian Lillard, which that's not going to happen, to to make a difference next year. I think their window really was between 2020 and 2022. This year even was a wash in that they didn't really have a chance to do anything this year because uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George just could not stay healthy. Their window to win a championship with the Kawhi and Paul George era was between 20. Two, I'm sorry, 2020 and 2022, and they failed miserably like they know how to do. Uh, for them, I would say the best thing for the Clippers would be to blow it up, uh, try to figure out a way to dump Paul George on somebody and salvage the probably what will be one of the worst trades in their franchise, which is trading Paul George for Shea Gildas, Gilgis uh, Alexander. That's that that will sting for a very 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 long time, possibly one of the worst trades you could probably make uh, should Shea continue to, you know, ascend as he has. And then Kawhi Leonard, uh, looking at his career, of course, it's going to be a Hall of Fame career. It's going to be a career where he won two uh, championships, one in Toronto, one in San, San Antonio, 
won finals MVPs in both places. However, had he just picked the Lakers, he probably would have had four titles by now and wouldn't have had to carry the load as much. So that discussion isn't something we talk about a lot, but now it's come to fruition and we can have a talk about that and how he made a major mistake trying to think he was some Billy badass trying to kill its kill his enemy at the same time as making his own situation uh, strong, very Sun Tzu art of war, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Clippers did everything right, won Dick, and the Lakers still won a championship within that window. So what are you going to do, guys? It's That's why they're the Clippers. <laughs> So, so let's say let's say we're advising KP Christoph Porzingis because he's got 45 minutes to decide whether he opts in or opts out of the final year on his contract. So I'm asking you, my friend, if you're advising him because you know his health issues over the course of his his career, but you know you might not be able to get the or you probably won't be able to get the thirty six dollar thirty six million dollar a year average for a contract. Let's say he goes, he wants a long-term contract. He'll never get 36 million a year again, most likely for the rest of his career. Your thoughts on what you would advise, would advise Porzingis right now, if you were in his camp, talking about what he can do in the next 45 minutes in or out on his the final year. On his there's, there's no doubt that Porzingis and his team are trying to get as much money as possible right now as priority one priority two is to go to a team that can win obviously that's what you play for right but first and foremost that money needs to get taken care of why for everything you just said or could play his first week and blow out an ankle blow out a knee whatever so money is extremely important in this case because Porzingis is still young and still has at least one more massive contract in terms of his massive. But market. again, there's also concern that he could hurt his foot or his knee and, you know, be done for good. It's similar to how, why Anthony Davis signed the full five-year contract with the Lakers. Yeah. He did not want to risk playing the LeBron game where I'll take a, you know, a one year or a two year and then I'll have a player option and all that. Because if, and he's sort of kind of dealing with it a little bit now, right? Are, are the Lakers going to extend Anthony Davis? Word is, they don't want to. Will yeah. they? I don't know. Uh, but that's the thing here is Porzingis has an injury history. His best season in terms of health, he still only played 65 games. So he is going to want to max out his financial ability first. I don't think that can happen in a one-on-one trade with Boston and, and the Wizards. I think the Wizards and Boston might be trying to find a third team. And I think this whole, we're going to try to figure this out on our own one-on-one is just grandstanding. I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible unless Boston gives up more than they probably want to. So if Porzingis opts in to the final year of his contract valued at $36 million, I was reading Bobby Marks's Twitter, and if that's the case, the only thing he would be eligible for as far as an extension early on is on July 6th, 
going on from there, he would be eligible to sign a two-year, $77 million extension, which you know equates to about, what, uh, just a little under $40 million per year if somebody were to commit to that. Maybe that's what he's asking for, is that three-year cushion, if he opts in, that would get him over $100 million, as opposed to what he knows he can get right now in the open market, which would probably be, I'm not going to say considerably less, but it would be less. BZ808 says three years and 70. I think that's probably around the number that we'd be looking at, maybe three for 75 for him, as opposed to what he wants to get, which is considerably more. And we also have to remember with the new rules and the new CBA penalties for first and second aprons are going to dictate a lot of decision-making for all 30 teams. The current situation in Boston is they are going to have to pay due to all NBA players now. Jalen, uh, Jalen and, and, and Tatum, Tatum, of course, they're going to get paid super max contracts. If you, that's what's coming up. Are they willing to do two super max contracts for them as well as extend a third guy, which is someone they do need. The trade makes a lot of sense. We spoke about this, I think, a few shows ago, where Boston needs that third guy. And I think they're trying to do it without giving up Marcus Smart. If they can do that, which was was very close here, then they become a serious threat, should he stay healthy, in winning it all, not just getting to the finals this time. It's a smart move. And they're putting all their money and all their hopes into this so that they can win a championship. So it's it, it, it it's going to be interesting how this plays out. I don't see it happening one-on-one. I believe they're looking for a third team to help out. I don't know if that's going to happen either. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know. Condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose.
That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It is Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro of Simblades and also LakersBall.com. Truly appreciate you watching and listening. We are talking about a possible move or not move involving Christoph Porzingis. He has yet to go ahead and opt in to the final year of his contract. So the chess game is still going on. A failed uh, attempt to go ahead and get a three-team trade initially with the Clippers, Celtics, and Wizards has fallen through. So we're seeing what the status is and we're standing by to see what we can do as far as report that for you. Before we head on out, we're hoping we can finally get an answer one way or another before we go off the year. There is also, of course, the NBA draft tomorrow. We're going to provide simulcast coverage on both playback.tv slash Break, and, of course, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, the whole nine yards. We're going to be all over the place with our NBA draft coverage. Laker Tom's going to be here. Laker Nick said he's even going to drop by. I have a confirmation that he's going to drop by as well for draft coverage. Hoping L. Rob, hoping... John McCallion, hoping everybody can join us for that one. All the great gang that we have for their thoughts on the NBA draft and the Los Angeles Lakers. I may even do an afternoon snack pack as well before we go with our NBA draft coverage if the news warrants. So stay tuned for that as well. We'll go ahead and try and give you some headway time on that. But my friend, when it comes to what we're seeing they're not the only teams that are making moves right now or trying to make moves right now, but there just seems to me that the right now the NBA is focused on certain things and certain aspects, and it is Kristaps Porzingis, but there's still a lot of trending things going out there. You hear Miles Turner may be on the move finally after what's going on. John Collins after being, what, rumored in trade since maybe before you and I were born, seemingly he might be on the move. A lot of things going down. Is there a name that you're hearing or seeing that you really think is going to be on the move for sure or pretty sure that's going to be on the move that we may not be discussing enough about either whether it affects directly or indirectly with the Los Angeles Lakers? Uh, there, there, There is serious talk that Damian Lillard will be on the move. And there's also serious talk that Zion Williamson is going to be gone as well. The question now is, and this is the one that's kind of interesting for me, is are the Portland Trailblazers going to sit with Damian Lillard and say, look, what if we give up the third pick for Zion Williamson and you kind of whoop him into shape? Is that something you want to do? If Damian Lillard feels that that he can, then that's probably something that's going to happen because I do think New Orleans and Zion, as much as they don't want to give up on him, he does not want to be there, and he has never wanted to be there. Uh, there was an article today where they said they value, someone said that the New Orleans Hornets, I'm sorry, New Orleans Pelicans, uh, valued Zion even more than Brandon Ingram, which doesn't make any sense because <laughs> Brandon Ingram has been an all-star and has been available for you and trying to yeah, but do everything. Zion has the higher end potential, my friend. He has the higher ceiling than BI. You got to admit that. Higher ceiling where? It's been four years. He hasn't done jack squat. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm not going to take the chance. BI is not worth a number two or number three pick to me. No, no, not at all. I'm not saying you're making that trade with Portland. I don't think Portland makes that trade anyways. Yeah. But 
what at what point are you going to say, okay, this guy really doesn't want to be here. So what's what are the options? Does does Zion want to go to Portland? Is he going to stop eating burgers and gumbo <laughs> in Portland? There, I heard there's some good food in Portland. There's good food in Portland, but there's also tents all around the the area. Is he might be eating more seafood there. It's you know it's pretty good seafood out in that area uh, if you can eat seafood without all the fried stuff i think that could be something that, that's good maybe again damian lillard can kind of whip them into shape and does that become a dynamic duo i don't know man i if i'm damian lillard if i'm dame lillard i i i i think you've given portland enough this is very kevin garnett-esque kevin garnett waited and waited and waited and waited and both of them made it to a western conference final at least once and that's it. It's done, guys. Portland can't compete. No one wants to go to Portland. Portland's not going to be able to draft someone in this draft that they feel can be an immediate impact. I but did have uh, I did have oysters when I was in Seattle a couple weeks ago. So yes, yes for me on that. And for, I tried to throw off on that. Song. Yeah, well, it, it, I, I would I would think that New Orleans would have better seafood than Portland. Am I wrong? I don't know. I mean, I haven't been to Portland, but I've been to Crawfish, Seattle. Shrimp. Seattle. Seattle's pretty good. I'll say. I think, and Vancouver. I think the Northeast has good lobster, good crab, yeah, that's, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. I think yeah, yeah. Portland has good. Uh, um, uh, yeah, a, a salmon. A salmon is tremendous in Vancouver. I'll just Roses. Tell you that. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, with the with the fresh fish market right there on Pike Street in Seattle, uh, you know, I just will say that the fish looked amazing there as well. So, a lot of lot of great opportunities for seafood. But getting back to what you're talking about with Zion, uh, you know, I think again, I'm a, if I'm a GM of of Portland, and I get the call, or or Charlotte, or I get the call, Scoot, or that number two pick, Brandon Miller, I'm not trading for for Zion. Scoot is is something that that you know, Scoot to me has the superstar potential. Brandon Miller has the potential of maybe like Yay, a, a, a all subscriber. Right. Yes, that's right. Yay, a subscriber preach. Thank you so much for subscribing. We truly appreciate it. Now you can go ahead and get the latest notifications when we go live on the air right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Did you like that? That's the thing. Yay, a subscriber. I like that. Uh, I wonder whose voice is that. That's right. Yay, a subscriber. I didn't. I, didn't, I couldn't possibly. Imagine a higher tone coming from your voice it's than just now. It's <laughs> it wasn't from me. I recorded that. So there you go. That's pretty good. That's pretty yes. good. But I will say, though, like the lower tone that you did on that promo you sent me a couple weeks ago, <laughs> that monotone, Joe. I will say, though, that it's yes. just to me. It's when you're doing a recording, you need to make sure that there's no noise so that you can oh my raise gosh. the volume up. If right, guys? you guys and gals out there, I mean, if you could only check out the promo that he sent me a couple. The of promo times. is going to be here soon. I've been trying to keep it under wraps. There's going to be a really good promo that's going to be in development. I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to do the video. The video is going to be better because okay. you're going to see some badassery in that video. It's that's, time, folks. It's time to put some production value in this thing that's next level, right? So I can't sit yeah. here and yap and complain about all the schmucks that do this job all around right yeah with the four letter stations and all that so well, we got to bring the thunder now well let's get back into track here again i am i'm considering the high side if i'm a gm and i think i can get him into shape i'm actually pulling the deal on i that. think Scoot they've been is, saying that for three years g 
Scoot is uh, well. He, I think he needs to change the scenery in more ways than one. But I, I really think that if New Orleans, I would ask for the deal. And I, if I was Portland or Charlotte, I would do the deal. Even though Scoot Henderson, I think is going to be a superstar. I really no think way. he's going to be. No way. Charlotte's going to make a huge mistake if they don't draft Scoot. Absolutely huge mistake. You know, ESPN still is adamant on having him. Rafael Barlow, the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast, they still have Brandon Miller. Everybody else seemingly has Scoot as the number two, willing to go ahead and pair him up with LaMelo. Those entities have been adamant on Brandon Miller and hearing that Brandon Miller is going to go number two. I just think that's a big mistake. You can't make that mistake. And if you do make that mistake, if you're Charlotte, that only further enhances why you've been an inept franchise for forever. I don't really consider that team the old Charlotte Hornets with Lonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson. This is the Bobcats. So the Bobcats were birthed, what was it, 2002? 2002? Mm-hmm. Or 2004, right? And they have been the Detroit Lions of the NBA since. And if you're going to continue to make these dumb decisions, you're going to sleep in what you what you sow or whatever the cliche is. You reap what you sow. Don't pass up Scoot. I don't care if you have three Lamelo balls. You can trade Lamelo ball for something else. Scoot is going to be has the potential of being the next Derrick Rose slash John Morant. I just and think he's really good. I've seen him. He's really person. good. I just think do he's not, really good. You do not, you do not pass up that kind of athleticism and that kind of competitiveness. Yes, Lamelo Ball has shown that he's got NBA skill, but he doesn't have what Scoot has at his ceiling. You're talking about Brandon Miller as well. Brandon Miller looks like he's going to be a high-end uh, rotation player, maybe a, a number three guy, maybe even a number two guy on a winning team. Really, really good player. We're not trying to dissuade him at all as far as, you know, downplaying. Think of it this way. Think of it this way. If you had to put a comparison, who would you pick? Who would most teams pick between Trey Young and Doncic? Luka Doncic. Any smart guy is going to pick Luka. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So Scoot is the Luka of this draft. Except if you were on uh, Phoenix and Sacramento. (laughs) <laughs> I, when you have a big that's got talent you're 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 always going to be that and and Jokic kind of brought back the big man right yeah and maybe Phoenix thought that way maybe they said look we have Devin Booker we have some guys that can ball at the perimeter let's see if we can get a big that can actually put it all together the problem is they didn't know they were going to get the the cowardly lion uh, as center, and and he turned into that. Whereas the cowardly lion was a coward, and then became had found courage. I think DeAndre Aiden did did the Benjamin Button on that, where he went from I was confident and I'm the I'm the man to now he's 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 a pumpkin, and or he's turned into a pumpkin. I don't. Uh, this draft is. We originally thought, I originally thought six months ago that this was going to be one of the best drafts ever. But slowly as I, the minimal amount of games I did watch in, in the in, during the season in, in the NCAA, 
Uh, and then, of course, watching the, 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 the tournament, I was just not impressed by a lot of the talent that's coming out from a superstar or a massive difference-making aspect. Uh, you can probably get a lot of good role players, a lot of maybe number threes on a championship team, but uh, a number two, I think you could say that Brandon's a number two on a, on a, on a championship team if he hits his ceiling. Scoot yeah. is a number one, and obviously Victor Wendayamba. He still is a, is thinks Scoot is. Did you see that headline on ESPN earlier today? He still thinks he should be number one. Well, that's number good. One. That's good, and that's how he should. That's how he should think. And let's 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 let this play that's out. That's the mentality you want. Let this play out because look what happened with the Zion Williamson draft. We're sitting here talking about a guy who was supposed to be a zero miss. Negative one miss. This guy was supposed to be a superstar. They were talking about him being a 300-pound LeBron, right? That's what they called Zion Williamson. So much so that New York had to go through go to a, a suicide watch when the New Orleans uh, uh, Pelicans won the lottery, right? Yeah. Guys, I, I know everyone's going crazy for these guys, but until they pr- at least give you a little bit of something, and it, it can't be really the first year either. We saw Ben Simmons win a rookie of the year. We saw uh, John Morant win rookie of the year. And you're watching how some of these guys, John Morant might still have a, an, you know, he might be okay in the end. But look what's going on. These guys are, 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 are falling apart as the years go on. Not a lot of them have the fortitude or the focus to grind year in and year out year in and year out and you have to always get a little bit better otherwise the league catches up to you players catch up to you coaches know how to work their their offenses and defenses against you there's so much and the more analytical we get the more numbers and and schemes are put in to stop players and to deal with players you have to be that person who's adapting nonstop like Tom Brady why, is, why was Tom Brady so great? Every offseason, he worked on one weakness or two. This is what you have to do in the NBA, especially now. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep adapting. And if you don't, if you get complacent, if you start banging porn stars and going to strip clubs and not focusing on what you're supposed to do, what happens? You've seen what happens. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. S1 Nico says, great show. Always looking forward to the daily rant from Joe, <laughs> as do I think most of our audience. I do want to mention something that he said, but go ahead, Joe. You yeah, the, the, the rants, uh, we, we I can't remember. Did we discuss this on air? Was it off air? Yeah, I, no, we, we discussed it. Remember we were talking about you starting your own cameo? Okay, so, so the, the, the rant has to be similar to what it's kind of like the finishing move in, in wrestling. Not You can't have that in every match. You know, my, Bret, Bret Hart championed that thought process. So, you know, it, it makes Everybody's it expecting the sharpshooter, but you right. got to have and a then, roll up every now and then or other. And then all of a sudden, Davey Boy Smith rolls them up in a one, two, three and wins the Intercontinental title in a shocker, right? Yeah. The, when you can shock your audience... Uh, just like when it wasn't you sh- so much of a shocker because they were in England. Yes, but we also watched Bret Hart lose in Montreal. Yeah, that well, we want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story in and of itself. 
uh, wrestling with shadows there. I'll tell yes. you that much. Yes. One of the greatest, one of the greatest moments in wrestling history. Unfortunately, everything's gone downhill since. Uh, so that was at its peak. When we talk about the attitude era, that was at its peak, right? Because a little bit of real life came into it. But th- there's a, there's a, there is a, there is a rhythm. There is a, I guess, a scenario that will develop at a show that will create what needs to be created at that moment. Maybe there's a chat room thing going on where somebody says the, asks the perfect question or says the perfect thing and it ignites a rant or it ignites a discussion that. Or as that's what Nico said, uh, you know, like in Mortal Kombat, a, a rantality. <laughs> is everybody getting bored of Street Fighter Six already? By the way, uh, yeah. Here, Don't get I'm just started in fighting games. <laughs> Don't get just started in the fighting games. I, I'm not. Hey, I I I got into Street Fighter Two a long time ago, and it was a big part of my life growing up. We've talked uh, at length off air about fighting yes, games recently. Yes, yes, but but there's some things going on that I've been reading that that you know this boredom has set in already. Uh, whether that's true or not, it's just like all the trade speculations, right? What's true? And Endorphin is waiting for the Life Lessons with Soro show, by the way. Life Lessons, the problem with Life Lessons is it, I, not everybody lives the same life. Not everybody had the same parents. Not everybody had the same schools they went to. But there are basics, right? There are basics. In, a, in the real world, you can't have excuses. No one really cares. So... I, that's lesson one for uh, June 21st of 2023. So I ask you, my friend, uh, when Nico <laughs> says I'm a Mortal Kombat player myself since the 90s, I will tell you, though, when the time is right, Joe is is uh, helping to sponsor a great game in the fighting realm uh, himself. So uh, just we, we are at the we, yeah. we are we are ascending. We are ascending in that genre. At the moment, mm-hmm. the crowd, the customer, the client, the whomever will eventually be the decider on whether that's going to be a success. You guys, I know the, the, those who are listening have no idea what the hell we're talking about. And that's the point. Stay tuned. There's a lot of big things happening. And those big things can either be big positively or negatively. Because in the entertainment business... It can humble you very quickly or make you filthy famous. <laughs> so I asked you, my friend, though, getting back to the NBA and what we're talking about with, with the Porzingis, you know, deal and, and things are going down as far as other deals are concerned. One of the things that have been talked about in the chat while we're still waiting for an answer on the Porzingis, whether or not he opts in or not, is Paul George being proposed as far as, as you talked about earlier, you know, if that's the case and it happens, the the Clippers trade, you know, will go down as one of the worst in history, in your opinion. But Paul George ending up in Portland, I just don't think for a 33-year-old player who has sustained major injuries, it's something that I think any team that high in the draft would be looking to go ahead and get. I, I would not get take a Scoot Henderson for Paul George. I would not. I would not want to. I don't see the point of what it would do for your team Paul George, possibly at that age, declining in his career, cannot give you offensively and defensively what he used to do before. 
I just don't see it as a good move for anyone that high in the draft to take Paul George over what's coming up in that, that in the top five, the top 10, I wouldn't take Paul George top 15. I would think about it. Uh, if you have a team, that's a Paul George third option away from a title. Okay. Let's say like 10, number 10, Dallas Mavericks. Would you, if you do, would you do that for number 10? Problem is Dallas, even if they brought in Paul George, it's not going to be enough. If they had Jalen Brunson, that Jalen Brunson with Doncic and Paul George, absolutely. Then there's a chance there. But here's the problem, guys. Paul George can't doesn't have it. Doesn't have enough. Whether it's his ability to stay healthy, whether it's him to play in the playoffs at the right moments, uh, he's had good. You know, he's got good playoff runs here and there. But it's just never. It's never been able to get to that that part. And if he's going to be a thirty million dollar a year player. Uh, on your team, he, 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 he's got to, he's probably got to be at least a third option with really, really good number one and number twos. And I don't really know any team out there other than maybe Boston that it might work, but then you're kind of clogged at the, at the, at the guard position there. And the, the Celtics need a little bit more size. Uh, someone like Porzingis that can shoot and, kind of create a problem on defense, at least from his length. It's it's Paul George has the Clippers really screwed up. And I get it made sense at the time. They had to do something to get Kawhi. But Shea Gilgis Alexander, if he becomes an MVP, is it's just going to be one of the worst trades ever ever made because it didn't result in anything. And the one time that they did play well enough to be a title contender, a real title contender in the playoffs while the playoffs are going, not during the whole year. They blew a 3-1 lead against Denver. Why? Because Paul George could not stop his extra uh, his extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. And then, the, you know, Lou, Lou Williams, what was the running joke there? Lou Williams, who just retired after 17 years, three-time six man of the year. He had to have his chicken wings or something like that. These guys, you're, you're trying to win a championship, yet you're thinking about congratulations chicken. on a great career, uh, Lou Williams. You're you're, you're 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 one more game from win from meeting having the ultimate Western Conference Finals matchup, L.A. versus L.A. Unfortunately, it would have been in Orlando, not in L.A., but it would have been a legitimate uh, Western Conference Final. Anyways, and what were you thinking about? You were one guy was thinking about wings, the other one was thinking about behinds. <laughs> the thing I want to ask you though is Zangerstein brought it up as far as the reason why she is not high on PG or even the Suns because of those players' hesitation to attack the rim and always falls back to shooting contested mid ranges. I just think when it concerns the Suns, they still have to go ahead and move DeAndre Ayton in order to build the kind of depth that they need to be uh, to beat Denver or to be considered in the top three. I think, I still think that they're still on the outside looking in. I do know that they have three high volume shooters, two of which I have confidence in as far as being able to hit continuous shots. I still don't have, uh, you know, maybe in this new setting, Bradley Beal will prosper, but you saw the declining returns statistically. He's not actually ever, been above 40% since 2016 and uh, from behind the arc and the three-point line. 
So I'm really not, uh, you know, that Beal trade didn't do a whole lot for me there. They still have areas of defense, depth, and rebounding I still have issues with. I think it's going to need uh, necessitate an Aiden trade. Do you think, do you see an Aiden trade or some type of one big move left for Phoenix happening sooner or rather than later? Well, if you're looking at, are you, are you talking about straight up or are you talking for, just- for assets? Because, you know, once they get, once that second t- tax apron kicks in, they cannot trade for multiple players with DeAndre Aiden's contract. They have to go ahead and do it by the trade deadline. That's a, that's a good question because I'm sure that this has already been talked about between, let's say, Phoenix and Indiana, let's say. I think the perfect player for those three would be Turner out of Indiana. And Indiana gave DeAndre Aiden a offer sheet, and it was matched by Phoenix, and they weren't able to get him. Is there is there something there where they would trade uh, Turner to Phoenix for DeAndre Aiden and some fillers in there? You can't give it, they don't have much of the way of fillers. They already gave up almost all their draft. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it's uh, worst case scenario. They roll with the team they have and hope that Frank Vogel can motivate DeAndre Ayton at least for one more year. And then they'll deal with the money thing next year. Let they want to win a championship now. So if they have to roll with the current four with very little depth, then so be it. They're going to run with it. They can win it. Cool. If not, then they'll do a fire sale next year. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces and discussions about the los angeles lakers well look no further than lakerholics.com with a legion of followers always there talking about everything lakers and the nba there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run so stop by and be part of the conversation today at lakerholics.com uh, we're still monitoring the status of, of Christoph Porzingis and what's going on there. No news yet. There's still 13 minutes left before the deadline for him to decide to want to opt in to the final year of his contract. And then assuming that's going to take place, some type of deal between the Wizards and the Celtics, whether or not they add a third team or not, that's up for debate. But that's still yet to be decided upon or reported on as of yet. So we'll see what happens. But I'm willing to go ahead and change the title of and my description yet again for this video, but we'll see what happens. But my friend, before we will go ahead and, and you know, just continue on until that happens, till we get a final decision before we hit on out, I want to hear your thoughts, though. Has your mindset changed on the Lakers and that number 17 pick, either trading down and getting more assets out of it or 
just seemingly what they could do to get another live body in there, maybe more experienced than start with a rookie playing a major role on a championship team that is hopeful, a hopeful championship team for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of talk right now about Beasley and Bamba and the 17th pick going to teams, specific yeah. teams that, and I'm not going to really mention anything right now because it's not really from what I've read, anything of substance. Uh, there's so you, no, that would be about $26.5 million, close, close to 27. And that, that, that's a smart, that, that's a good place to start. It's a really good place to start in, in trying to, again, why are we always focused on these contracts? Well, these contracts are assets, just like draft picks are in a lot of ways. $26.7 million, at least $0.7, to trade, to bring in something that will have some substance for this team. Why not try to figure out what you could do? You throw in the 17. If it's for someone really valuable, someone who is a legitimate three, maybe, maybe, if you could do that, whole, you have won the offseason right off the bat, and you haven't even done anything yet. So I think Rob is trying to see what he can get with that money and maybe that 17th pick. And then if it brings in a legitimate third guy, it doesn't have to be Dame Lillard or a Jimmy Butler. I'm talking, this is the guy that 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 is the perfect three. Someone who's going to make shots and also play a little defense uh, instead of being D'Angelo Russell where he didn't make anything and couldn't play any defense. That right there is where I think Rob is trying to figure out who is desperate to drop salary and who's going to want at least one draft asset in this this. Uh, draft without wanting you know a 29 pick as well as another second round pick or whatever and or or if they do get a team that says look we need two first round picks then rob uses the 17 to go back in the in, in in the first round and collect a couple of first round picks then trading those two first round picks with the expiring contracts for hopefully someone who's going to be a third option Maybe, um, I don't know, DeRozan and Caruso. Maybe something like that. I'm sure that Boston, I'm sorry, Chicago would do something for DeRozan if they can get a couple of first-round draft picks. I just have a a newsflash, my friend. Hold on. Here it is. This is the answer you're not wanting to hear. Kristaps Porzingis is opting into his $36 million contract for 2023 and 2024 and getting the trade to the Celtics, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. He is, there is a deal that is being finalized by the Washington Wizards so that he will end up on the Boston Celtics, my friends. So I'm going to be having to change the description and title of this video yet again. Your thoughts, my friend. Well, I'd like to know what what Boston sent out. There, there's no word on. Yeah, there's no word on what they're sending out yet. Yeah, yeah, or so. there's a third team that's now back involved with it. Right. So. Uh, so I see another. I don't know if this is a a troll, but let's see. Twitter. 
the Lakers are discussing a deal with the Indiana Pacers that will send over forward Miles Turner and shooting guard Buddy Hill for D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bama, the 17th overall pick. Sources tell ESPN. That sounds like a joke. I would actually ask if that's the case. Remember I talked to you last year when, when Negro Tom started the stuff as far as the news on that that started to become hot. I, I would actually go ahead and add in TJ McConnell to see if we could slide him in there as well as a great backup point guard who can run the, who can run the floor, run the team. And uh, on the defensive end really is a good head up man on steals. He's one of the, been one of the best steals guys for the past several seasons. So uh, that's my, that's my opinion. I would love to see TJ McConnell thrown in on that deal. That's just, that's just my two cents. Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know what's what. <laughs> I don't know what's what right now. We do know that Porzingis is going to Boston now because you have reputable guys uh, highlighting it. Uh, I'm just waiting to see if it's Brogdon and Gallinari, and I don't know what kind of draft pick, maybe three, four draft picks. I don't know. But that doesn't make any sense for Washington. So it it, it just it just looks like Washington just said, look, we just want to get rid of this guy and just give me your trash. Well, the thing I want to ask you, though, is when it comes to the Lakers, uh, you know, and you see your your long-storied rival make a trade like this, do you think that puts the Celtics now at the top of the heap? Do you think that uh, they're... We do know, this every year, uh, Gerald. We do this every year. Someone makes an amazing trade, and all of a sudden they're the favorites to win. No, no, because you don't know how the year's going to play out. You don't know. And we are going to get a lot of activity this offseason, this right now, maybe tonight, maybe this week, maybe after July 1. There's going to be a lot of activity because of what's happened in the NBA with its current CBA and the fact that you have a lot of players out there that are getting paid a lot of money and teams are not going to want to hit that second apron with guys that don't deserve that money. This thing is actually going to backfire in a lot of ways to the players. This is why I was confused on why the players would just – let Michelle Roberts just take any deal. This is going to work out like this, basically. You're going to have the guys that are making $50 million a year, and then you're going to have the guys that are making MLE money and then a little bit more money after that. The middle class in the NBA is going to be gone because who are you going to pay? How is that going to work out? Do they want draft picks to, to play a huge part in a title run like they do in the NFL? When you draft a quarterback, let's say in the third round, and you're paying them pennies, and you're able to win a championship, a la um, uh, Russell Wilson, you know those kind of scenarios are one in a billion chances. Those those don't happen. Usually, you start winning when you have an actual good quarterback, and then you have to pay him thirty, forty, fifty million dollars. So I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm expecting a lot of activity, and I'm, I'm, I'm. You get a little feel of, of, of things sometimes just by notes, even if it's just some Yahoo yapping around in the Internet. A lot of these there's been a lot of talk about Mo Bamba and Beasley expiring contracts more than even are they going to sign Austin Reeves? Are they going to sign the end? Like those things have almost been secondary. People are talking about those two players. And if that's the case, if that's what's kind of lingering out there, then maybe we should wait and see if that's going to be the first domino to drop. We'll see. I think I'm I'm concerned about this if he stays healthy. But again, we talked about his health throughout the broadcast about how 
Porzingis just cannot seemingly put these back-to-back seasons together of good health. So we'll see what happens, but he is opting in. Latest report is like just in the nick of time to a $36 million final year on his contract and also being traded from the Wizards to the Boston Celtics. So we'll see what happens, my friend, with that one. Uh, we'll get the particulars here in a little bit. In fact, actually, as we speak, uh, there is a three-way deal now with Boston and Memphis that will send guard Tyus Jones to the Wizards. So, you're, you know, we've talked about Tyus Jones being one of the best backup point guards in basketball. I know Sean Grice was always talking about that. He now goes to the Wizards in this deal. So, we want, I haven't heard, again, all the particulars involved in it, but went from the Clippers to now the Grizzlies. Who the hell's gonna be who the hell's gonna be Memphis's point guard for the first 25 games? That's a good question, my friend. Could it be Malcolm Brogdon? Could they not be as concerned? I'm not, I don't know. We don't know yet. So we'll see. It's gonna be very, very interesting to see. But yeah, uh Perzingis goes to Boston, Tyus Jones goes to the Wizards. We are not sure what Memphis gets out of this as of yet. Very interesting. Yeah, the third team finally came in, and it was a weird third team sending their what would have been their starting point guard for the first third of the season to 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 what now? Are they gonna let Stephen Adams be point guard when he gets back? I'll tell you what, though, it's it's it'd be very interesting to see what happens. I know we're gonna get probably word on what will take place here in a little bit. I'm sure there's maybe Memphis has a target in free agency or in the draft that they think that can run the team for the first 25 games of the season. I'm not sure yet, but I'm sure we're going to find out in the not too distant future, but we'll see. But yeah, very interesting how it's shifted away from the Clippers to the Grizzlies that came out of nowhere, that part of it. So your thoughts, my friend, is this a good move for the, the Wizards? I mean, the Wizards look like they're imploding everything, my friend. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I think they're going to play to get the first pick next year and hope. Do you that think they... they're going to do the same thing with Kuzma on a sign and trade? Because he's opted out of the final year in his contract, but they could be part of a sign and trade, sign him to a bigger salary, and then trade him to another who's going to, to try and get them out. Who's going to pay Kuzma $20, 25000000 million a year is the question. Who wants to do that? Is he that player? Is he a $20 million a year player in today's CBA? Mm-hmm. No, not, not in my eyes. Kuzma is a four-year, $60 million a year player. If somebody wants to drop that for Kuzma, then Washington does a deal. If it's more than that, I don't know. I don't see I just don't see it. Well, Kuzma has opted out of the final year of his contract, Scarlet Blue. So if he does resign with the Wizards, he will resign again. Uh, the Wizards probably still, with, with what they have, they could probably sign him for a bigger contract than virtually anybody out there that wants to, unless maybe Sacramento, excuse me, I'm sorry, San Antonio or Houston get involved in the mix. So that's all we see something to think about as well. Scarlet and Blue says, doesn't matter. The NBA loves to dump salaries. Speaking of dumping salaries, a, a guy on a book tour that we haven't talked too much about, is Chris Paul, who is actually technically on the Wizards right now. Your thoughts on how all this movement uh, affects his status on whether or not he's going to be released and waived and be a, become a free agent or if he's going to still have his assets traded to somewhere else. I don't see him buying out from his contract. 
You don't see him being bought out his contract. I, I don't see how he would. I mean, the wizard would have to give him his contract and say, okay, leave. Do they want to do that? Do they want to just give him the remaining 60 million on his contract and go? go no, it's find... just 30. They're I'm only sorry, 30. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. 30. What? What's the last year is not guaranteed in full. It, so it's, yeah, I don't, I, I just don't see Chris Paul unless it's 25 million buyout. And then he gets the MLE somewhere. So I think I think it. it Who's going to give him the MLE though? You know that's that's the thing though. He gets increased to twenty five million with this trade to the Wizards. So it at least twenty five million, if not the full thirty million. Chris Paul cannot play on any contending team under any other contract than a veteran minimum. The Clippers deal with Boston and 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 Washington would have pretty much nulled the whole Chris uh, Chris Paul thing to go to the Clippers. I think if I had to take a guess, uh, if if no one else trades for him and if no one gives him the MLE, he'll go to the Lakers for the veteran minimum. I'll 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 throw a little bit of a, a long shot on that. Still, Blue Magic says he could see Kuz getting a, a you know up to twenty million a year. Uh, the only thing is his shooting. He never really improved on the shooting end. Can't He's give got, a guy like that twenty million if he can't shoot. That's. I mean, I can't say I blame you, but if we're saying that, but his. You know he's he's still provided a lot of great defense uh, and 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 rebounding for for guy in his position as a wing. Wings are are what's in right now in the NBA. Uh, wings have always been what's in, but uh, if he can't shoot, there's no positiveness. It's your idea on Bark is smart. There we go. See what did I? Okay, there we go. That right there is exactly what I was talking about. They had to give up more, and they were. That deal with the Clippers was was perfect for them because they didn't have to give up Marcus Smart. Now, in order to make the Porzingis deal work, they had to send Marcus Smart out, and that's what ended up happening. And now you got your answer on the first 25 games in Memphis. <laughs> and a player who is better for them than Dylan Brooks, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I know he's a streaky shooter, but, I, you know, as a defender – I think he's better than Dylan Brooks as an individual that he he play he could do some playmaking for you. As long as you don't ask him to do too much, he could really do a good job for you. It's when you ask him to do a lot or when he takes upon himself, uh, you know, as far as taking over on the offense or he feels the need to take over himself, that's when you get into trouble with Marcus Smart. And uh, word is that uh, Chris Middleton has just declined his $40 million player option with Milwaukee yes. to become a free agent. His agent, Mike Lindman, and Jeff Schwartz of Excel Basketball Tell ESPN. There you go. Um, let's see here. Uh, how do I – this could be a lateral move at this point. That deal not going through the first time really, really screwed up Boston. Now, Boston losing Brogdon and Smart for Porzingis, that could be a lateral move now. However, it was a move they had to make. They had to make it because they have to now bank on Chris Chris Stapps staying healthy for the regular season and the playoffs. And if he is, they're better at that time than they are in the regular season. Does that make sense? Yeah. They need him for that Miami series. They had had Chris Stapps Porzingis healthy with his size his ability to play 
they probably beat Miami. I don't know if they would have beaten Denver, but they would have beaten Miami with 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 Porzingis. Great to have you here, Vern. He said the Jazz did offer 16 and 28 with Colin Sexton for Kristaps Porzingis. I don't know if uh, a a front court though with Kristaps and Walker Kessler. That's uh and 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 of course uh, you know uh, you know they're just the players that they have on that roster. I don't know. Um, that would be, I mean, defensively, that's that's a little bit slow footed, don't you think, Joe? Uh, probably, but it's Utah. They're still doing some rebuilding. They're uh, Danny Ainge is gonna need to hit on us on some of these draft picks so that he can bring some more talent in. And 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 I don't I don't know. And marking it, just think. Of, okay, it would have been all seven footers in that lineup as far as the back end, but they would have been all. I don't know. Just defensively, I would have had issues as far as the quickness of feet on there. That. There's gonna need to be some luck for Utah, much very similar to what Denver ran into with Jokic. You pick a guy in the second round that ended up being your back-to-back MVP, should have been three-time MVP. That doesn't happen. That this never has happened in the NBA. What second-round pick have you ever seen do what Jokic has done? No one. That Chris Middleton deal, though, him opting out is very interesting. He's looking for a long, his final long-term deal for his career, or at least one of his last big deals. So that's very interesting. So what, what happens there? Does Milwaukee say we're going to give you a five-year 150 at 150? That's a pretty good deal if I'm Chris Middleton. And that's a pretty good deal for Milwaukee, too. Maybe they discussed it before. Hey, opt out of your 40. We'll give you 30 per for the next five years. That's your last big contract. Let's keep this team together. Let Giannis and you, and we'll try to replenish the team as much as we can, and let's try to go win championships for the next two to three years. I think that's how I would probably word it with with Chris and his and his agent. And I'm you know, you. and and Chris is, is you know I know injuries kind of hampered him this year, but he's a very very reliable number two. Keep it in house. Why why bother yourself and try and go get something else? When you have the perfect number two on the team, you just need to get maybe another th- a third guy that can. Uh, Drew Holiday is eh, he's got his moments, but you 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 want someone now that can maybe push you a little bit over. Bobby Portis, I think, is gone. I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, he had his nice little run in twenty twenty one when it mattered, but uh, I think that the, the I think Milwaukee with the the coaching shift as well, bring in another guy that can help Chris and Giannis, and then try to go after uh, another championship with for the next two to three years with this team. Mark says, bring back Brooke, you know, Brooke Lopez, if you can afford him, I think oh, he would be I, a great would, addition. Believe me, Mark, if there was some miracle that the Lakers could get him for the MLE, I would be ecstatic. Matter of fact, I would say that off season, if we signed most of our guys and we got Brooke as the center, I would be com- content. I'd be just like, look, AD, LeBron, just go take your HGH, go to Germany. I don't do whatever you can. Just stay healthy for 23, 24. We got the team now. We got everybody signed. We're going to have a training camp. We're going to have some some cohesiveness here with, with, with the right players in the right positions. And now let's go and try and win one more title for the LeBron AD era. But I don't, it's not going to happen, guys. Brooks going to get a lot of money. 
couple things I want to go ahead and hit up on you before we head on out, my friend, and that is uh, Denver made a move today with Indiana, grabbing some of their picks uh, in exchange for a, uh, one of their back picks this year and also a pick next year. Uh, Denver's looking to go ahead and acquire some depth and maybe hit on the same things that they hit on with Christian Brown for last year, which was a crucial part of their back end of their rotation. Uh, he played some key minutes for them and actually helped them win at least one, if not two games in the NBA finals. Your thoughts on that as far as uh, getting some picks, extra picks for this year. Should the Lakers, again, I'm still in the mindset, I think at 17, it is still enticing enough for a team to maybe trade up, but offer the, the Lakers multiple picks or assets in order to do so. I think the Lakers need to at least look at it. Is it a little bit more you know, interesting now for you to maybe to think about a possible package for the Lakers at 17? Who's at 17 that would, would warrant someone? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. When it comes I, to I, I get it. Down. I get it. I just, I, I don't, I don't know about this draft saying that. I just don't know that. I, I, if the Lakers are trading 17, it's just so that there's assets that are, that the other team are, are, are bringing in, which is a first round mid, mid round pick, which could be something, right? It could be. Mm-hmm. But as far as someone who could, make a difference it's a it's it's a lot better nowadays than it used to be but it's still you know you're taking a you're taking a player likely that's going to be more of a role player that's going to help you other, other than maybe a future superstar uh, the lakers have total control over where they're at right now and i believe that rob is going to let the game come to him as he should they have control over all the things that they have now. They don't have to worry about, oh, what are we going to do with $30 million of a Russell Westbrook contract, right? No one's going to take this without wanting our internal organs. They still want our internal organs now in any trade. That's because of the Lakers. But it's not in the situation where you're like, if I don't do anything, we have this cancer that's just festering. Lakers have no cancer right now on this team. No one that they can't cut out. So play it. Play, play the game, let the game come to you, make the decision that you need that will benefit you and obviously benefit you now so that you can ha- contend for a title next year. And that's all you can do right now. You just have to kind of wait. And What's going available right now and what's available hopefully in the future for the Lakers. But before we head on out, my friend, I do want to touch on one last thing, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers losing another uh, coach slash scout slash, uh, you know, development person, individual behind the scenes. I think that's the fourth one, I think, uh, that's left in recent weeks. Uh, If you go to uh, Dave McMenamin, he's been reporting it all as far as, uh, you know, who is involved as far as leaving from the Lakers side. Again, you know, there's – Coaches, for the most part, like Miles Simon, who is running the G League team, and you have the video development uh, staffer that just left today. You know, these are not the key coaches or personnel in the front office, but they're still, they're little, you know, little key pieces to what the Lakers have been doing over the past three, four, five years in developing a system underneath and Vogel and Phoenix seems to be, have gotten a relationship. It seems to me that Vogel during his time there got a good relationship with several individuals in the organization and they're now following him to Phoenix. 
Yeah, Vogel has that aura about him that makes you want to play for him mm-hmm. or coach with him. And unless you're Russell Westbrook, which Drew Anthrop, he's head video coordinator and player development coach. Now for Phoenix. After four seasons with the Lakers. I think you're the only one on the Laker fandom that knows who that guy is. So well, I'm talking about Miles Simon. I'm talking about, you know, other individuals that have left in recent weeks uh for Phoenix, Frank Vogel staff from the Lakers. I mean, does it bother you at all that these coaches are abandoning ship to Lakers and heading over to Frank Vogel staff? Assistant coaches are like Bellman. They're a dime a dozen. I don't really put a lot of stock at assistant coaches or video people. Okay. Um, I bet if you came to my house and said, Joe, we want you to do some videos for the LA Lakers, I'm pretty sure I can catch it, catch a rhythm to it very quickly. Um, I'm not, I guess I'm true. I'm downgrading (laughs) their job, but the, the Lakers uh, live and die on the court guys. Uh, And they live and die on the head coach's decision-making. Assistant coaches do help, but I think they've always been a little bit overrated. And if you're talking about video people, I know they like to talk about Eric Spolstra being a video recorder guy. At the end of the day, Pat Riley went to bat for him, and no one, this is the godfather. So if anyone but Pat Riley was in that seat, Spolstra would have been fired in 2011. Just know that. So. It's an assistant coach. You can get any assistant coach to come play for the Lakers. Uh, we need a healthy team, and we need a couple more big-time players to come, and that's all that matters. So whoever, whatever the new job is somewhere else, God bless you. I hope you do well. I hope your software and your hardwares are working well in your recording studios. Fair enough, indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro. Simblades.com and LakersBall.com. Go ahead and support him today on both those outlets as Ox1947 on LakersBall.com and, of course, the company that he owns. Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. I'm Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this. If you have not yet subscribed, you need to do so or like the page on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, do whatever it is you can to help us out at becoming larger and bigger because You'll get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with our next Lakers fast break, like tomorrow for our NBA draft coverage. We might even add another show during the afternoon, depending on all the news. So we'll wait and see on that one, but we will be on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Plus also as well, Twitch, Trovo, kick uh, also as well, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and of course, YouTube for NBA draft live coverage again joe soro be here laker tom laker nick uh, you know there's so many great people that are going to be part of what we're doing and of course the best chat room that's out there for lakers of course right here at the lakers fast break tyus jones you are a laker buddy eduardo says uh, right now he is a washington wizard so we'll see what happens uh, as far as if he does go to the lakers I do want to mention, though, that the team announced that they are uh, their preseason games. Joe, are you heading to any one of them? First up is October the 7th at the Chase Center against Golden State in Las Vegas right here, which I may go to for Brooklyn, the T-Mobile Arena on the 9th of October, the 13th and 15th against Golden State in Milwaukee at the Crypto.com Arena, and then the 19th against Phoenix 
in Palm Springs to end up their preseason schedule. Any of these uh, intrigue you on attending as far as uh, a preseason game? I don't, I don't know if, if I'm going to be able to make it to Vegas in October when I'm in Vegas in September for the Steeler Raider game. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to see how the schedule goes. And I'm being coaxed into possibly going to uh, Acrisure, which used to be the Heinz Field in Pittsburgh for the first game against the San Francisco 49ers. I have a lot of 49er fans in my stables, so um, I guess it'll just depend on how my time is. I'm, I'm spending a lot of time flying around in July uh, and visiting places in, at the end of August. I don't know if I'm going to want to continue to travel in, 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 uh, in October as well as September. Uh, we'll have to play it by ear. Let's say if by our little little pet project that we that we hinted at a little bit, if that should uh, flower something of some things that could change my, that could change some things. Um, and that's right around that time where we think it might do that. And if there's some resources that I can put to that, then yeah, I think we could, we could make some things happen. Well, again, the big news is that Christoph Porzingis is headed to Boston. He did opt into the final year of his contract. He is going to Boston in exchange for, I guess uh, Tyus Jones from the Grizzlies and Marcus Smart is heading from Boston to Memphis. Tyus Jones, the uh, backup point guard, is heading to Washington. We haven't got all the particulars, but it looks like, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, somehow not only do the Celtics get Kristaps Porzingis, but they also get a 23 and a 24 first-round pick on top of that as well. My gosh. That stinks as well. So they get a, they get an extra they get a pick in this draft and next year's draft courtesy of Memphis. That's Man. good, but the thing is they need to they need to uh, win now, and the second trade is not as sexy as the first one. The first one really set them up because they weren't sending Marcus Smart anywhere. If you have Marcus Smart with the, the two stars as well as Porzingis. Now you have a real threat, but the second one it looked like they really wanted Porzingis. They didn't want to lose him. Looked like they finally had to give up something, which was Marcus Smart. Yes, they're getting two first round picks, but those guys aren't going to help the Celtics win a championship until what 2025, 2026. Porzingis hasn't played more than 66 games in a season. And they're going to need him deep in the playoffs. And he's never gone deep in the playoffs. So they're putting all their chips on green, on the on the single green, to see if they can harness one year with Porzingis playing healthy and well. And maybe that might, might be what they need to get over the hump, which... <sighs> Dave Willard goes to Miami, then that kind of ruins it for <laughs> It's gonna be a good offseason, guys. It's gonna be a good offseason. I'm 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 seeing some fireworks already here, and I think we're gonna see some more. I'm hoping the Lakers are are a part of that, but who's going to help the Lakers is the question. Most teams don't want to help the Lakers. Who's gonna actually help the Lakers? I'm, I'm very curious to see who will. Well, right now you have Washington sitting with Tyus Jones and Chris Paul as uh, potential trade pieces. Again, 
They may do a sign and trade with Kyle Kuzma if he, you know, and during the free agency period, if that's the case, because he did opt out of the final year of his contract already. So we'll see what happens with Kuzma. But very interesting to see what's going on in the world of the NBA and all the trades that are happening. Boston, you know, looks like they got a little bit better. But is that going to be enough? We'll see if that helps them in the Eastern Conference. Meanwhile, Chris Middleton did opt out of the final year in his contract as well. All the news and notes right there coming at you, hot and heavy. Hopefully, we'll be able to go ahead and maybe even do another show tomorrow afternoon before our NBA draft coverage. If that's the case and it warrants, we'll go ahead and definitely bring that to you as it come about. If it also means that the Lakers are working on something, Joe and I, you know, maybe even around the clock, we might be monitoring it. I might actually have to go on the air just to talk about that. So we'll see. But it is, again, the Lakers Fast Break. If you have not yet subscribed or liked to what we're doing, please go ahead and do so. Like our video, subscribe, do whatever you can to support us. It is truly appreciated. We do want to get with the big boys. We're quickly approaching them. We're quickly gaining on them. It's all because of you. But any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? Uh, Yes, get ready for fireworks. And if if the Lakers make something big here in the next day, week, whatever, I I think Gerald and I are going to have to do an impromptu show and that could mean me on the road talking laker basketball or me on the road talking laker basketball we'll make it happen through. gerald you're the you're the pod father so yeah but it's you don't you're yellow Vegas. all right well it's 100 degrees here in Vegas. yellow you're yellow doing in my car is you not know what yellow spot. means and for those of you who don't know what that means that means you have no spine butts. okay guy yeah. got some with this paper. sensitive innuendo culture we're in they might take it the wrong way yellow means you're spineless okay fair enough indeed but please go ahead and join us you i'm talking to you all right all right you've been talking to me for the whole hour and 22 minutes my friend right good yes yes well i will tell you though it's been great talking to everyone out there the chat room has been going off the chain once again truly appreciate it at the very least we'll be bringing you wall to wall for nba draft coverage starting at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern as the draft goes on doesn't matter where you catch us on our playback.tv slash lakers fast break or any one of our lakers fast break social media outlets or channels you could go ahead and catch the nba draft with us here all the nba draft all the lakers news notes You're going to find it right here at the Lakers Fast Break.